Come on, give him one more big shout, one more big praise. I don't know if you've ever looked at it um, in, in the book of Mark. And if you go to the fourth chapter sometime, just read it. I really believe that if you read Mark 4 over and over again, you'd probably have everything you need to live a victorious life. You could find it right there in that one chapter. And, uh, but there's an interesting spot there, and th- you'll have to look it up later, but there's an interesting spot there where, where the guys are, that are with Jesus, they're talking to him, and uh, he's, been, uh, he, he's been, you know, where he goes, there's been those, these massive crowds. And, you know, Jesus shows up, and, and he gets a massive crowd, and, and, uh, but, but he talks to them. There are also moments where there was no crowd. You know, it's just his guys. And, and uh, you know, the 12 and those that hung with them, you, you know, it was a little bit larger group at times than 12. But uh, most, most of the time when the, when the masses showed up, that was when, you know, uh, it's like we're going to feed 5,000. You know, with, with the little fish and the little sack. You know, people who show up. Who, in the miracle times, there's these huge crowds that would show up. But in the teaching moments, it's just a small group of people. And, and, uh, uh, and the guys noticed that when Jesus was talking to the masses, they, they came to him in, in, that, in that chapter. They came to him and they said, hey, uh, how come when you're talking to the masses, you, you use parable? How come you always tell them stories? And, and they made a differentiation there because they said, hey, when you're with us, Things get kind of deep. Stuff can get pretty personal. But then when you're with them, you tell them a story. And, and he explains it in that chapter. He says, you know, it, for you guys, you need to know. There's some things you need to know. And I, I'm going to make it very plain. I'm going to make it very clear. But when we're with the masses, and, 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 and so there's a, there's, there's a us and a them. And, you know, during worship this morning, this kind of just popped up in my spirit that, that, you know, somebody, somebody here, you, you kind of need to get your head wrapped around this, that you don't want to be one of them. You want to step into the crowd with Jesus where you're one of us, where you can get a little bit deeper revelation. Where, you, know, you know, the crowd, they always show up when, when Jesus was giving stuff away. <laughs> you know, when, when, he, when, when there was free stuff, hey, we're going to get a free meal. Guess what? Look, we're, we're all going to go hang out there. And, and, man, you cannot believe the fish and chips these people serve. I mean, it's awesome. And, and they show up for healings, and they show up for miracles, and they show up for free stuff. But when, when, but when, the, when there's a price to be paid, the numbers got quite a bit smaller. But they were also the people who got revelation, insight, understanding, who, who had discernment. They're the ones that, that, that could make some stuff work. And a lot of us, you know, we, we hang around in order to see some great things, but we never experience it ourselves. Why? Well, maybe you're just one threshold away from them and us. You know, it, it, maybe it's just time. Maybe it's just time to, to break through that barrier mark in your life and say, you know what, uh, uh, you know, instead of, you know, I got a T-shirt that says all in, but maybe when, instead of just wearing a T-shirt, I'm actually going to go for it with God. I'm going to get rid of that fear stuff. You know, you know, fear from the past, fear of the future, fear of what people think, fear that, that, that binds me, fear that keeps me paralyzed. And, and, and I'm going to refuse to let fear make my decisions. I'm going to go, you know, it's like we mentioned it earlier. It's Joel 2.21. It says, fear not. Fear not. Everybody shout, fear not. Fear not. Man, I'm telling you what. If, if, you can, if you can conquer something in your life today, conquer fear. Just, just conquer fear. Man, don't, don't, don't let what you think other people are thinking, don't let, you know, what, what you've experienced in the past, don't, don't let fear make your choices for you. Fear not. But rejoice and be glad, for the Lord has done marvelous things, marvelous things. Man, I'm telling you, it's his nature. He can't keep himself from doing marvelous things. 
Look at the next verse. It, it says, don't be afraid, you beasts of the field, for open pastures are springing up. The trees bear its fruit. The fig trees and the vine yield their strength. Next verse. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord, for he has given you the former rain. Faithful, he'll cause the rain to come down. God's not turning the spigot off in your life. You might be going through a hard time. You might be in a dry time. God's not done with you yet. I promise you, when he's done with you, you'll know because you'll be looking at him face to face and he'll say, welcome home. If you're here sucking up our oxygen, there's a purpose. Okay, and, and, and he's going to help you. Look, look at the next verse. He said, the threshing floors are going to be full of wheat. Yeah, but they're drying out. Yeah, but quit. we don't live by what we see. See, if, you, if you're led by what you see, fear has a great opportunity there. Because, you know, there's, like I said earlier, 365 opportunities in the Bible to, to understand how to deal with fear and intimidation. And, and the thing is, is that, that you know, you, the just shall live by I hope your faith is stronger than that. The just shall live by faith. No, no, come on. The just shall live by faith. There you go. Well, well, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk by faith, not by So we don't care what it looks like. The threshing floor shall be. Now, there's a couple things I'd like to say here, because every time I hear shall be, oh, baby. Merry Christmas. I have a gift for you. Love you, hon. Okay. Shall be. The, the threshing floor shall be, which indicates right now it isn't. He's talking to some people who have been through a pretty rough time, and it's their fault. I think I'm talking to people who might be dealing with some hardships who might be dealing with some challenges, who might be dealing with some circumstances that are hard and harsh and hard to understand. And some of it might be your fault. I don't really think it's all like the mom-in-law, okay? Some of this is you. But, but he's like the threshing, for, he's talking to people who will go ahead and put their trust in him, the people that will go ahead and let him be God. Man, don't be afraid. Well, that, what does that mean? Come on, let's trust God. Let's believe God. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. The vats shall overflow. They might be dry right now, but you're not staying here. Okay, you might be in a, in, in a lonely moment. You might feel, I think everybody's had moments when they feel like the enemy has successfully ripped them off. Well, cool. Because if you know it's the enemy, according to the Bible, if you catch the thief, he has to pay you back seven times. Man, I hate that devil. He's such a thief. Why do you give him that authority? Well, the Bible says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I know, I use it all the time, but he ain't talking about Satan. You got you to read this word, man. The thief, that's the hireling. In John 10, he ain't talking about Satan there. He's talking about the hireling. He's talking about the, the, the individuals who are there for their own gain. But there's a shepherd. Man, he's a good shepherd, and he ain't there for his own gain. He's there to take care of you. Right, but, but if, you, if you don't give Satan the opportunity, see, here's the deal. I can't be stolen from. If somebody took your stuff, well, guess what? They can't steal from me. I think over the past 25 years or so, we've proven it several times. Can't be stolen from. Cannot be stolen from. And anytime something's missing, well, what do you call that? 
a seed. See, because I'd rather sow it. Now, I'm not a genius. Well, I shouldn't lie to you. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, here's the deal. It doesn't take a genius to figure this out. If you catch the thief, he's got to pay you seven times. But if you sow it, the lowest return is 30-fold. You know, the highest return, 100-fold, right? Well, I'd rather, I'd rather shoot for 100-fold than settle for seven. I'm, I'm just telling you, in my life, it's really hard for the, for the enemy to get any victory. Because he can do stuff, and I'll just thank him. Why? Because what I call it determines its authority in my life. Oh, man. I, I wish I had a lot more time right here. It's what you call it. It's how you handle it. The situation isn't in control. You are. You've been given authority. You've been given dominion. You, how are you going to handle it? The same weight that can throw your back out can also be used to make it stronger. It's not the weight. It's how you handle it. The situation that's got you down. Why, you, why has it got you down? Because you're handling it like, like that. Yeah, but this is hard. Right. Yeah, and things that make you stronger are heavy. Hello? You know, you, you want to get faster? Tie yourself back and run against, the, run, run against that force. You want to get stronger? You're going to have to deal with stuff that, that you don't think you can handle. He's, he's telling us, man, listen, the threshing floor, it's going to be full of wheat again. The, the vats, they're going to overflow again. Can, can we put it up? The vats are going to overflow again. And check out, check out the next one. Look at verse 25. He said, I will restore I told you earlier, this is a church where you can make noise, okay? Just Because some of you guys, man, you, you've been, you know, there's stuff that ain't where it should be. Come on, there's things in your life that aren't what they should be. You got to quit acting like, well, well faith is, is, will pretend like it's not like that way. No. Now, here's the deal. There's things in your life that aren't where they should be. You know, you got, you, got, you got relationships that aren't where they should be. You have finances that aren't where they should be. You have health issues that aren't where they should be. I'm going to restore it. And look what he starts with. He, God, I, man, I love the Word of God. Because he doesn't do the easy stuff. He doesn't say, you know, uh, I'll restore to you the money. No, you can get more money. I'll restore to you the strength. You can build your strength up again. I'll restore the relation. You can build new relationships, fresh relationships. He said, look, what's the one thing that everybody says you can't get back? He said, I'll restore the time. I ain't time for my, I, you know, I missed it. Are you kidding me? Women made such a, such a bad choice, such a bad mistake. So, and, and, you know, now my future's all messed up. And what's crazy is I hear 18-year-olds saying stuff like this. What a lie from the pit of hell. Man, we had a friend in our family back in the day, okay? Back, back in the day, we had, we had a friend that had been on the missionary field for, I, I can't remember, was it 25 or 30 years, Shelby? Do you remember? He, it might have even been longer. But at a certain point uh, on, in the denomination he was in, at a certain point, they, just, they didn't care what you were doing. They shipped you home. And he came home, and he was, and, and I remember, you know, because he came over to the house, and, and uh, he was, he was kind of getting, uh, you know, the opportunity to sit down with my dad, and my dad was speaking to his life, and he was pretty upset, and, and, uh, and but, you know, because he didn't want to come home. 
Then we're right at the breakthrough point, right at the breakthrough point. And, and you know, we've seen some great things, and, and uh, you know, it's been awesome there, but we're just right at the point where I know it's going to go. And, but finally, he just accepted the fact that he's the guy that signed up with that denomination, and, and if you've got to be faithful to them, you've got to play by their rules. They have a protocol. And so finally he accepted it, and he went out into the country, and he started this church. And the church began to grow like leaps and bounds. And people that, 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 that the whole community thought would never serve God, they were serving God. Pretty soon, there's more people in church than live in that city. And, and, and I mean like two times. And the school district would call him up. And, and uh, uh, the school district would call him up and have him come to the, to the calendar planning meeting because they wouldn't plan school events on a, on a weekend that had church events because people wouldn't come to the school event, they'd be at the church event. And no, no, wait, check it out though. And, and so one day he's like talking to God, and why couldn't I have this, you know, this this type of response on the mission field? And he said, God just spoke so clearly to him. He said, I didn't call you to the mission field. That was you. This is me. So now we're going to do what I intended to do through you in a shorter period of time. God can give you back the time that even you've wasted. See, the enemy, the enemy wants you to think, <laughs> the enemy wants you to think that, that lost opportunities, lost dreams, lost future, you, you know, oh man, you, you know, I, and some of you are thinking, oh dear God, I, you know, it was just finally getting over that divorce, please don't restore that. I mean, we might as well be real. <laughs> oh God, I'm not getting in that prayer line. Okay, here. Listen, it's the future, it's the time, it's, it's, the, it's the, the impact, the effectiveness. God's going to bring it back. He goes on here, and, and I, I want to encourage you, go read it later because I don't want to run out of time. Go read it later. But he, he makes a promise twice in this chapter. He says, you will never, my people, my people will never be put to shame. You're never going to lose out by obeying God. You're never going to miss it by trusting God. You're never going to be, you, you, you know what, I know people that, that, that would, you know, man, it would just be nice to end up at the end of life with no regrets, wouldn't it? But I got to tell you something, there are things in life that I regret. Well, that sounds like an anti-faith statement. Oh, whatever. Man, I need to tell you, man, I, I made choices, I wish I hadn't made that, you know. I've said things, done things. I know it's hard for you to believe that I've said things that I later regretted, but no, I've actually done it. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. That if you evaluated my entire life, there's not one place where I obeyed God and regretted that. I bet there's others in the room that could testify. There's not one time that we stood on his word and lived to regret it. Not one time. And he said, you know what, if you'll just trust me, if, if you just let me be God, if you'll serve me, and that, that's what the people he's talking to, he's, he's like, man, if, if you guys will, will, will quit living stiff-necked and stubborn, man, I'm going to restore everything that you think you've lost, and you'll never be put to shame again. Is that awesome? Then you'll never be put to shame. Well, then let the restoration begin. Huh? Restoration's coming to your house. Come on, restoration's coming to my house. 
Restoration's coming to this house. Somebody ought to be thanking God right now. And God's going to restore. And, and like a guy that restores, you know, an old car, and, and he's got a classic. They, you know, it's, it's always better than it was. Oh, I can just get back. Don't settle to just get back what you lost. See, believe God that he's going to, well, well, because if Romans 8, 28 is right, that, that all things, we know this, we know this, that all things are working together for our good. And, and we, we know that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God's prepared for. We know that God can take what the enemy meant as evil, and he can turn it, and he can use it for my good. We know that at the end, our final outcome, it's going to be better than our previous condition. My final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. Why? Because he makes everything better. Man, he, it's good. you got to believe God for, you know, he has the ability to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you can imagine. He'll blow your cotton-picking little mind. So just thank God that he's about ready to start a restoration process in your life. And just let him do it. Just let him do it. Okay, but there is a restoration protocol. There's a way to do it, but it's contrary. Because remember, God's word says, hey, by the way, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts, higher than your thoughts. Now, it's not a, it's not a put down. It's more of an invitation up. But we always think of it this way, that, that his thoughts are higher, uh, you, know, and, you know, and we're thinking this way. No, his thoughts have power where yours don't. His ways have power that yours don't. Okay, so, so you're, it's, like, it's like looking at someone and you see the way that they're doing something that you have not only done before, but... Could you imagine if you had created something and you knew exactly how it operated and then you found some guy who thinks he knows? You know, if you, if you, if you had made the Apple computer and then you found me trying to operate it but acting like I knew what I was doing and you might look at me and say, okay, well, that way's fine, but I could show you my way. Do you think I might be able to learn anything? You know, do you think if you went to the creator? And he said, I know how this works. And you got your ways. But I got to tell you something. My way, a lot more effective. Power. You know, the, the word power is the ability to produce results. See, God's ways are higher. It's like they have the ability to produce results. So if, if there is a protocol in the Bible for restoration, don't you think we ought to find it and, and, and use it? Somebody say yes. Okay, thank you. So Mark chapter 3, real quick. And he entered, he's Jesus, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. Everybody say a withered hand. And don't make any difference where Jesus goes. There's always people with withered stuff. Okay, don't think you're so special. Because you got a withered dream. 
or you have a withered pocketbook, or you have a, or you have a withered relationship. There's always people that are experiencing areas of their life that have withered. But remember, that empty, the empty threshing floor, it shall be full again. Okay, so, so he, he, he runs into a guy with a withered hand, and they watched him closely, they being the church people. Okay, he goes to church, and there's a guy there with an issue. <laughs> Are we in the right place or what? Because everybody, man, here's the deal, is you might have something wrong. Look at your neighbor and say, you might have something wrong. <laughs> a lot of you might have several things wrong. Don't look at me like that. But nobody has everything wrong. Okay, so, but the church folk are looking at him and check out. Man, they're watching him closely. They're going to see if he's going to heal somebody on the Sabbath so that they can pick a problem with it. Man, ain't nothing changed in over 2,000 years. Let's see what they're going to do this weekend. Okay, I'll just I'll move forward. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, so, so he's, looking, he's looking at these at these these people that their gift is finding fault. And he looks at the guy with the withered hand and he says to him, step forward. And he gets this guy, and you know what's amazing to me is the guy did it. Okay? And now he starts addressing them again. Remember, there's a them and there's an us. Now he's addressing them. And he says, okay, guys, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? or to save, or to kill. And they kept silent. First smart thing they've done. And when he had looked around at them with anger, Jesus is at church and he's ticked. Thank you, God. Because I have been there so many times. All right. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. Okie dokie. <laughs> And being grieved by the hardness of their heart, let's not ever be those guys. Let's just make a decision today, oh, God, help us, to never be those guys that have allowed the hardness of their heart to even get to the point that it irritates Jesus. Okay? But uh, he's looking at the hardness of their heart. He said to them, and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. Everybody say, he stretched it out. You want to know what's weird to me? And this is it's hard for me to stay in my, in my little three-point thing here. Uh, but he didn't, have to, he didn't have to ask which one. Because church people, you know what we do. You might, have, you might have a hand and it's completely withered. And you go to church and, and you hear stretch it out. But that's not the one you... No, you go with your pretty one. We want everybody to see our pretty side. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. We, we want everybody. What, wither? No, I have no withering. Threshing floor, mine's fine. 
Matter of fact, let me know if you need anything. Want to go to lunch? Can't afford it. Threshing floor. Hello, somebody. What do you mean? What do you, what, 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 what do you mean? The vat the, 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 the shall, shall be, shall be man. My vat is to the brand. It's weird because we can't tell. Because, you know, the vat is about the wine, the wine is joy, peace. We don't see that dripping off of you. But, withered hand, I, no, which hand? I'll just show you my pretty one. Can I just tell you that that mindset is contrary to the protocol for restoration? If the image you project is that I got my act together, well, then you are projecting a false image, and you're communicating, I don't need God to restore Jack. Which might be why Jack is so jacked up. Because you're trying to hide Man, you, you know, there, there, there are channels that God's going to flow through in your life. Oh, dude, i got to hurry. There, there are channels that God's going to flow through in your life, and he's probably already positioned you to, con to connect to them. It's, there's a protocol. And, you know, there's wisdom, there, there's wisdom that can flow, but you'd have to actually act like you need it. You'd, ha you'd, have, to, you'd have to acknowledge that my way isn't producing God's results, so I need to learn God's way. Well, you don't find God's way by talking to ungodly people. And I don't care how nice things look for them for a period. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to man that's separated from God, and the end is jacked up. So, man, you know, hey, they, they've, had a, they've had a year or so of great success. That's probably not a trend in the spirit. See, God's ways have been produced in life for all eternity. See, the protocol, the protocol, the protocol to restoration. Notice the first thing he said to him, step forward. Isn't it weird? Because you and I, if there's something broken in our past, we want to go back. I need to go back. No, God said, you need to step forward. You need to remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for I am doing a new thing. See, I'm telling you that our minds are all messed up because we're thinking, well, if I'm going to deal with stuff in my past, I'm going to have to go back there. I'm going to have to go back to where that offense occurred. No, God says, step forward. I'm going to bring some stuff from your past. I'm going to pick up broken pieces scattered all across the countryside. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to rebuild it. I'm going to restore it. But you're going to run into it in your future. Why? Because God's dealing with you. He's pulling you forward. Man, I'm hoping, you, you know what's crazy is this is not the message I had planned for this weekend, but Shelby took me out to the horse pasture yesterday, and I had a metal shovel picking poop out of the ice. <laughs> Looking at Shelby, she's just glowing. She loves being around her horse. I'm steamed. I'm like, oh, I can't believe this is what I'm doing. And then I said, hey, God. And he said, now that I have your attention. And he started talking to me. 
about restoration. What, what, why am I, how, we can't talk about restoration, man. This is the week before Christmas. And God's like, uh, whose church is it? Okay, so we're talking about restoration. And um, I had a really cute Christmas sermon. And uh, he's like, yeah, it wasn't that cute. And so we went with his. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to pull people out of the past. I'm trying to deliver them from the power of the past. I'm I'm trying to get you to see that that there's areas of forgiveness that you need to experience. You need to experience and you need to release forgiveness. I'm trying to pull you into your future. Forgiveness, by the way. You think it's about the past. You can't change the past. You cannot alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. Okay? Now, now check it out. Forgiveness. I, I love words. I love words because words break stuff down for me in a way I can just see it. It's cool. Uh, the word give, it, it implies a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. So if you're waiting for somebody to earn forgiveness, you're not offering forgiveness. You're offering a wage that if they work hard enough, you'll pay them kind of indicates they're sort of a prostitute. Because to get what they need from you, they're going to have to perform for you. There ain't nothing godly about that. But a gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. Like if your Christmas gift list depends on what people have done for you, those are not gifts that you are giving. All right, threw Christmas in. Okay, okay. Forgive. For is the prefix that means in advance. So you're reaching into the future. You're not reaching into the past. When you forgive, you're giving a gift. See, you can't change the past, but you're releasing them for their future. I forgive so that we can have a future. I'm telling you, God's wanting you to step forward. Yeah, they broke me. They broke me. Let's get into the future. Step forward out of that brokenness. That thing, that thing ruined me. Well, step forward and let me restore you. Man, that thing w- wounded me. I'm bleeding. Step forward where there's healing. But you ain't going to find healing going back. You got to step forward. And when you do, see, point one, step forward. Forward. Everybody say step forward. Step, forward. step. Okay, point two is that that separates you from the crowd. And remember the crowd he's with. They're there trying to find out what's wrong. Isn't it weird? Man, Jesus is coming to town. You know, later in Mark 10, Jesus is coming to town. Bartimaeus is blind. He can't see. He's got one thing wrong. You know what? He ain't got a lot of stuff wrong. He can walk. He can talk. He's got use of his limbs. He can do all kinds of stuff. But one thing wrong has him sitting alongside the road making a living because he's he's not, he sees the one thing that's wrong. But when he heard Jesus was coming, faith cometh by, faith cometh by, are so weak today. Faith cometh by hearing. Act like that. It is not what you see or what it looks like that has you stuck. It's what you're listening to. 
oh, that's, that ain't good. That is amazing. Because when he heard, see, we think that perfect faith moves God. Well, in reality, perfect faith moves you. When you get perfect faith, you will not stay where you are. You'll step forward based upon what you hear. And it'll pull you to a place that you ain't never been before. And, and, and Bart, man, when he heard, it changed how he saw. You can't let what you see impact what you hear. You need to let what you hear change the way you see. And you got to get separated from that group because that group might be half your problem. The voices that you've been listening to, the, the, the ones that are finding fault, the ones that are justifying the, the place that the life of that, they, they, you know, there's people all over the world who, who will agree, who church people who will stand next to you, pat you on the back and agree with the, with the reality that you're, you know what, your threshing floor is dry. The vat is empty, but it's okay because I know a lot of people with an empty vat. Excuse me. I need to be separated from that jack wagon. Because God didn't, God didn't send Jesus to the earth to be born of a virgin, to suffer every imaginable suffering, to be nailed onto a cross, to be humiliated, spit in the face, sent down to the very pit of hell so that he could rise from the dead and ascend into heaven so that I could be average. You better step forward. You better separate yourself from all those people who are trying to find an excuse because you know what it is? They're trying to prove that their way is okay. And then that third point, when he said, stretch forth your hand. Don't show him the pretty one. You don't have to come to church and pretend like you're somebody you're not. Can I tell you all the different times that, you know, I mentioned earlier that there, there are things in my life that I regret. I wish I hadn't tried to project certain images because it never, ever worked out. You know, we always try to pretend that we're something we're not. And when you're projecting this image, it kind of draws some things towards it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, there's certain, there's, a, there's, there's there, you know, there's a reason that you kind of like that image, you've seen that image, and, and you even feel a little drawn to it, but you project this image, and it, 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 it attracts a response that you are not capable of sustaining. Oh, you know, for example, well, I want everybody to think we're doing great, so let's, let's get two or three new cars, let's buy a bigger house, you know, let's go, and pretty soon you, you've, you've, you've projected yourself into a place you can't sustain, and all, all it is is that you're, you're so deep in debt that you can't swim. You can't obey God in the finances. Why? Because you can't afford to. Isn't that sad that we put ourselves in a place we can't afford to obey God? God will say, give to that, and we'll say, I can't afford it. Why? Well, because I made some stupid decisions. Why did you do that? Because I was projecting an image. High roller. No, ding dong. <laughs> we got to quit trying to be who we're not and, and embrace where God has us because he's, he's made the promises. He's made the promises. So he'll fulfill them. Some of us in the faith world, 
We trying to produce the promises for him. I wish I had another hour. Because, well, I, I can't because this might be my last opportunity to speak to some people. And I only have like four minutes left. And here's the deal, is that God wants to restore what the enemy has tried to destroy. And it's those decisions that open the door to the enemy to bring destruction into your life. So he, he, he wants to restore what the enemy has tried to steal. He said, you know, man, all these locusts, the eating locusts, the snickering locusts, the, the snacking locusts, the crawling locusts, the flying locusts, everything that the enemy sent in. And all of this stuff that got to you, I'm gonna, I want to restore what they ate up in your life. But you're going to have to let him restore. You're going to have to allow him to fulfill the promises. That ain't your role. What's your role? Step forward. Separate yourself from all that negative naysayers. And present your ugliness. Present your brokenness. Present the fact that, hey, man, this hand is withered. You want to see it? Check it out. There's areas of my life. You know, I think there have been moments where it's been hard to be, you know, around our house. Because at our house, anything that happens ends up as a sermon illustration. Everything. There are certain things that I got permission to talk about. But very, very few. Because early in life, there were areas that we, well, I won't even say we, there were areas that I tried to project images, and all it did is produce pain in my life. But I wish I'd learned, even before that, I wish I'd learned and, and applied it to every area of my life. That You know what? There, there's a projected you, there's a perceived you, and then there's a true you. And the only you that God can restore is the true you. He can't restore your projected image. He can't, he can't restore your perceived image. He can only work on your true image. And if you won't get real with you, you're going to have a hard time getting real with God. And if you won't get real with God, it's hard for God to be real with you. So what we have to do is we have to say, okay, here's the protocol for restoration. I'm going to have to stand up against that fear that if, if, if anybody ever sees me the way I really am, they're going to reject me. I'm going to have to stamp up against that because I have to acknowledge, wait a minute, I'm not the loser the enemy's trying to make me believe I am. I'm a child of God. I, I, I'm not defeated. This thing ain't over yet. I'm not broken beyond repair because the guy who made everything is saying that he'll put his hand inside of my life and he'll go to work on me. I'm not forsaken. He's called me by my name. He's got me right here. I didn't just wind up in this room. I thought my mama made me come. No, God was working that out. So I'm just going to make a decision. I'm going I'm to take that step. I'm, I'm, I'm going to step forward and that takes some courage. But hey, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I've been surrounded by the arms of a father. I've been liberated. I, I've, been, I've been rescued. I've been picked up out of my reclaim. He's put my feet on a rock and he's dropped a new song in my heart. Even praise unto my God.
I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I'm stepping forward. God, here I am in my brokenness, in the mess I am. But you, you are the restorer. See, some of you know what you need to do today. You just need to put that fear back. You need to conquer that fear. And even, even right now, right now in this room, you need to stand up. You need to step forward. And you need to come right down here and say, you know what? There's areas of my life that need restoration. And I will allow God to be God. I'm talking about right now. I think you ought to get up and come. I think you ought to just, yeah, okay, God. You know what? I want restoration. There's relational restoration I need in my life. There's financial restoration. There's mental. There's all kinds of stuff. Come on, clap as they come. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to bring restoration to your life. I'm not going to be bound by fear. I'm not going to be paralyzed by a past. I'm going to, man, I'm going to be motivated by the hope of a future. Thank you, Jesus. I want you guys just, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands. We're just going to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we're, we're, we're just going to receive today. God, we have taken a step forward. We're separating ourselves from, from anything that would try at all to keep us where we are. We, we say, no way. Man, we are moving to the future that you have for us. God, and it doesn't even have to be the one that we've had pictured. God, we, we want what you have for us. You are our shepherd. We shall not want. I'm not going to go in pursuit. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be driven by my desire, motivated by, by my dream. God, I want your dream being fulfilled in my life. Just bring restoration right now. Bring restoration. God, I thank you that you're going to restore relationships. God, I thank you that you're going to bring health to, to bodies that have been paralyzed and broken. You're going to have to see some physical restoration, some, some financial restoration, relational restoration, mental restoration, emotional restoration. Let it begin right here, God. Because we are no longer servants.
off of this place today. God, we magnify you. We magnify you, Lord. Somebody shout, never the same. Come on, never the same. Thank you, God. Amen. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to have to go find your seat. You've got go, you to go sit down for a minute because we ain't done yet. There's amazing things that are coming, and we want you to know about them. We want you to be a part of them. We, we, and we just want you to realize that, you know what? Man, this is just the launching point of some amazing things that God has for your future. God has a plan for your life, a hope, and a future. God has a plan for your life. Prospering, not harming. A hope and a future. Man, as we, as we approach this coming year, I, I just want you to know something. That it ain't going to be nothing like you thought. That what God, what God is, he's, he, he's out in front of you. And he's paving the roads, and, and, he, and he's, he's making crooked ways straight, and, he, and he's, he's removing some of the high spots and, and, and knocking them off. So it's gonna be, so it's gonna be a level plane for it. It's gonna, he's, he's got this future that's designed, but, but it's for you, not the projected you. It's for you, not, not the perceived you. It's for the real you. And some of us, the hardest thing in the world to deal with is just being us you gotta break that fear but listen I just, I just want you to know as a body we're stepping forward huh? we're stepping forward and you, got, you, you know you gotta show up to grow up you gotta be a part of everything that God's doing I said you gotta be a part of everything that God's doing so, uh, so look at somebody sitting close to you and say well I guess we're in you ready? amen can we give the band a good round of applause?